Man Podcast. Oh, yeah. Big Dog, Daryl Campbell. What's up, brother? Brother Jay, man. Rocking and rolling. Rocking, rolling in the free world. And uh, I'll tell you what, another week, another wonderful pod, another day that uh, our feet hit the ground and we're mm-hmm. blessed and highly favored. And this week we've got, uh, you know, one of my favorite people in general, uh, one of my, my favorite people to have a podcast with, uh, the one and only Dusty Waring from the Grammy nominated Between the Buried and Me. Dust. And, um, you know, we caught up a few months ago um, on the pod over the summer of 2020 and previously before that... Um, together with him and Blake Richardson, a uh, drummer from Between the Bear to Me. And, um, you know, lots lots changed in the world. A lot of, a lot of things have come and gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, BT Bam did their, had just did their first live stream, and we were talking about it then. And now they've got, um, you know, they're doing Automata 1 and 2 live on Twitch this Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, and then Saturday uh, early afternoon. And then they're going to do a Q&A afterwards. and. Mm-hmm. Giveaways, prizes, you know, songs that, that have never been played live before. It's going to be really exciting stuff. And uh, Dusty was kind enough to come and, and hang with us for a little bit here tonight and talk about, you know, the process of getting ready for, for another stream and just kind of what he's been up to in general. And yeah. uh, I tell you, every time Dusty comes on, you know, we always have a great conversation, have a, have a lot of laughs and, you know, um, get into some real real deal stuff. So, you know, if you're if you're checking out the Everyman podcast for the first time, you're, you're a big BT Bam fan, welcome. Welcome to the Cosmic Canoe. We, we Thank you. Happy, happy to have you. Grab, Grab an oar. Put on a life jacket. You know, get the whole deal going. Uh, we got plenty of room for you. And, uh, you know, stick around. We got a lot of interviews you might find interesting. John Petrucci from Dream Theater, James Labrie, Mike Mangini, Blake Richardson, Matt Halpern, mm-hmm. Ma- Mark Holcomb, Andy McKee. The list goes on. Kenny Arnoff. Mm-hmm. You know, world-class athletes. Chris Wilson. Haj Shabazz. Let's talk bigger facts, okay? Yep. A lot of stuff going on here on the Everyman Podcast, and uh, we, we welcome you, and we ask you to, to hang out, check it out, and uh, share it with your friends. So with that being said, bro, I think we should kick it to our interview with uh, Dusty Waring from the Grammy-nominated Between the Bear and Me. Mm-hmm. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast is a returning guest, great friend of the show, uh, guitarist for one of my favorite bands of all time. He is none other than Dusty Waring of the Grammy-nominated Between the Buried and Me. Dusty, how you doing, my brother? Yeah. What's up, guys? Good to see you again. Dust. Absolutely, man. Good to see you. And, and you know, I was, I was looking back in the archives, and last time we had you on the show was uh, about six months ago, episode 82. So if you're checking out the podcast for the first time and you want to get a little bit of Dusty's kind of backstory and what we've talked about up to this point, Maybe go and check that out. It's on the YouTube there, episode 82. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, BT Bam uh, made an announcement that, you know, you guys are doing another live stream. So I reached out to you and said, hey, bro, you want to come on and talk about the live stream? So here we are. So um, right off the bat, man, what, what's, uh, what's going on? What have you been up to? Man, you're looking at it. Um, not a whole lot. For You know, we just um, in December finished recording the new record. So for several months before that, uh, we were all just kind of hard at work at that, you know, cause we first record we've ever written over the internet, essentially, um, away from each other. So that was interesting. And, um, how do you now, like 
how does that process work for you guys as a band? Is is you know Paul starting with something, or you start with something, and then it just gets passed around? Every everyone, man. Everyone. I mean, Blake. Blake has this MIDI guitar program now where he can write guitar riffs via MIDI, um, wow. and it's kind of it's kind of hilarious because he's our drummer. <laughs> he was writing he was writing guitar parts that were actually good. Um, so we just uh, talented we boys. Just take them. We would just take them and kind of, you know, we pretty much used them how they were, but we would just kind of put our touches on them a little bit. But um, so you know, everybody would email um, ideas they had, whether it was riffs or sections. And once we were like, all right, we're going to start writing the record, we just kind of picked a starting place. And um, you know, there was a there was a song where I had Blake just track the drums and I just recorded all the guitar to it and sent it. And then there were songs where Dan did that songs where Tommy did that songs where, um, Paul's more of a power tab or a guitar pro guy. Um, but the, the crazy thing about that program Blake has is you can import guitar pro MIDI Shit. And it and it like what's that? Do you know what that software's called? <laughs> I gotta, you'll have to ask him. Yeah, I'll have to ask him. Know. That you'll sounds that sounds him. right up my alley. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, man. I mean it you know, it doesn't sound super fake, which is weird. It just yeah. sounds like distorted guitar and um he really surprised me, man. He you know, I mean, guy's talented as shit, but um it was just it was cool, man. He's he came up with a bunch of really cool parts that ended up being some of my favorite stuff on the record. So, um, but yeah, we spent, we spent months, months doing that. Um, kind of maxing our brains out. Um, and then we went in, um, before thanks or no, wait. Yeah. Right. Like a week before Thanksgiving, we started drums and then right after Thanksgiving, we started guitars and I think we went until, right before Christmas. Um, it was fun, man, to be together, you know, after all this time apart. Um, we, I think we would all agree it's probably our best work. Um, wow. We're really, really stoked on it, man. More, more stoked than we've been on a record. You know, it's been a long time since we've been this fired up to share um, but it's, you know, I can't really give out any more details, but I'm, I'm really fired up on it. Everything came out really well. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's, you're looking at it. I've been just working out, watching a lot of TV series, playing guitar, sitting around waiting to see when life is going to come back, you know? Hell yeah. Yep. How did I, I was it, uh. How was it getting back with the broskies, man? I mean, I bet that felt great, man. It it did, man. You know, obviously there's a lot of stress when you're going in to do a record playing the kind of stuff we do. Like it's like a, it's a damn workload, man. But, um, um, it's, it was, it was just fun, man, to be able to be in the same room with people you've spent, you know, the last 17 years with or something like that. And, um, you know, Tommy lives really far away and having him there and being with Jamie, you know how it is being with Jamie, man. He's, 
he's hilarious. So it was just, it was nice. Yeah, man. I was with my family, you know, got to be with my family and, um, it was a really good time, man. It was, it was real, it was real cleansing, you know? Um, it was different for me, man. It's the most clear headed I've been during a, a record in my whole career, you know? So, uh, I had a really good time, man. And I, and I think that, I think it's going to show when people hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell when you yeah. tour all the time for years and years, you know, this man playing ball, like you can, not like you mean to, but you can take it for granted because yeah. of the, the repetitiveness of it, you know? And, yeah. and then when all that shit gets taken away, um, I think it, I think it's really done a lot for a lot of people to just be like, damn, I'm never going to complain about anything ever again. And every little ounce of, um, that I can have again is I'm just going to like sit in it and enjoy every moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be present, bro. That's what it's all yeah, about, man. man. Love that shit. Yep. Happy yep. for you, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. Now I want to talk about, you know, working with, with Jamie and, and, and where you guys were. So again, you know, I, I always kind of most keeping tabs on what the BT BAM social media is. And when you guys announced you're in the studio and I started seeing photos of where you were, I was like, Oh, it's the basement. It's, you know, back the old stomping grounds, you know, like where you guys made, you know, so many of your most well-loved, well-received, you know, the records that you guys kind of grew up from being young, young men, musicians to grown ass men, musicians, you know? And, um, the last couple you guys have tracked them in different places and you were kind of like you said you're you're back in Winston in the basement there's that vibe how much of that do you think went into what you're saying is like is your best work do you think that was a big part of it uh i mean yeah i'm sure i'm sure some of that um was a factor for sure but you know at this point with with the team, we have the combination of um, producer, engineer. We don't really need to go anywhere else, man. We kind of have a, a magic system dialed in. And um, we're really comfortable at Jamie's house, man, with him, you know. Be hanging out and his kid, Leo, come down, party with you for a second. <laughs> you know, um, it's just, you know, it's just, we, man, we've been recording with Jamie I mean, I recorded with Jamie the first time when I was like 15 or something, you know, 14, 15. I can't remember. Um, same with Paul and Tommy, you know, probably back in like 2000 or something. I don't know how long it's been, but um, it's been a long, long journey, man. And it's totally comfortable. So um, I think, I think people are going to be excited, man. Like every, everything they like about BT Bam past and present will be will be there for him with this one you know yeah can't wait to hear it even even some newer you know shit that we haven't done yet so um it was a, it was a good time man you know some parts of it is kind of cloudy because you know all that having all that just having to store all that shit in your brain momentarily you know what i mean yeah kind of there's parts of it that are kind of cloudy um, but yeah, man, it was, it was a good time. I was glad that I was glad to be able to do it. Um, there's a lot of people that 
haven't had that uh, opportunity. You know, they've been just completely separated. Yeah. No, no performance, no recording, no nothing. So, um, I feel, I feel gratitude for, for at least that, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, I was telling you, Dusty, I've been playing a lot more lately and I was kind of having a conversation with, with some of the guys from the band and every band is, is in the same position right now for the most part. Like you look at dream theater and what they're doing and you look at, you know, dead, whether it's Devin Townsend or periphery or, you know, you guys like everyone in even Bruce Springsteen, like it doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> Everybody's having to figure out how to reinvent and like, you know, not only communicate to their audience, but engage with their audience in a way that's like, doesn't seem like it's a money grab. You know, it's an authentic experience that you really get something from like you do when you go to a show and mm-hmm. the magic formula hasn't quite been figured out yet by like any one person. Cause there's still that distance between it, you know, and eventually maybe it's a technology thing, you know, um, I don't know. But I think how you guys approached your stream the first time, um, you know, live from Blake's parents' house, you know, just the, the the energy and the camaraderie that was on display there, you know, I think that that's as close to that emotional connection that you can get doing a live stream. You know, it's really, um, it's a hard thing to pull off. So did you learn anything, you know, kind of coming out of that first experience as you're going and doing the recording from the record because it was a little bit different. Did that come into, you know, your rehearsal at all? Um, the way we, you know, we recorded, uh, guitars on the new record with this guy, um, direct. So that the camper kind of, yeah, we kind of noticed from the stream, that it does sound pretty good and it's very practical. Yeah. Um, well, we won't do that live obviously, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just important to, you know, be rehearsed and be comfortable enough by the time you do it, that it's not something new. Cause it's like nerve wracking as shit. You know, I mean, you're, you're playing directly on the internet, you know, there ain't no auto tune or editing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you need to be rehearsed. You need to be comfortable. You know what I mean? Um, and I think it made us more comfortable with the idea of doing stuff like this from the response we got from the first one. You know, there was a ton of viewers and there was a ton of great feedback. People seemed to be like stoked. They weren't like, oh, well, this is this is kind of some bullshit. You know, they were like this rules. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure we could like, you know, in a perfect world, it, it may like look cooler to be at like a venue with full production, but you know, when you haven't worked in a year, that's not really an option. So I think it's kind of special. Like Blake's parents house is where we started. It's where me and Blake started in high school. Um, and that's, that's where we were for, you know, a year or two when the band started, um, you know, we, and Blake built that drum booth. So it's, 
it's a great setup down there now. We have a we have our own soundboard and we have an engineer. So um it's you know, I don't know, man. There's something there's something very us about it, you know what I mean? We've never been like this big flashy band with like a bunch of buses and semis and shit. We're just kind of some dudes that get up there and just focus on sounding better rather than looking all gnarly. So um I think it kind of yeah, but at the same time, of, though, you guys have have developed a very unique and memorable like stage show. You know, like you you on a and I can attest, like yeah, there's not a ton of trailers and a huge crew. It's it's really it's a tight knit family, and you guys put on a show that rivals you know bands that that are loading you know a, a truck full of lights and stuff. So you guys definitely know how to put on a big you know memorable experience and i think that's for me as somebody who follows the band over a period of time it's that's what's appealing to seeing you guys play in a basement and the reason is i was saying you know so sam and i my fiance we've been we're hanging out just sitting around instead of watching you know seinfeld for the thousandth time we'll we watch different concerts you know live performances and stuff and um it came across, you know, like colors, the colors DVD from 2004 or whatever it was. And, you know, we were laughing at 2008. How, was that, is that what it was? We were laughing mm -hmm. at how like cute and young you guys all were. <laughs> and, and she's like, you know, my God, I can't Before believe life grabbed us. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe how young they are and how cute they are. And, um, you know, and I was like, you know, I saw this tour in a basement of a church and when I and and I and then you look to where you guys are now and um, seeing you guys play in a basement, you know, regardless of who it is, it, it it's it's different and it's charming and it also has that connection to like, like you said, your past and and what what the reality is now. So it's um I don't know, man. It's you, like you said, it's uniquely you. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we like I said, we we've got it set up really well and. Um, everyone that's a part of it um, is either modern crew that works with us or people that have toured with us forever, you know, from the past. So it's very comfortable. Um, and, you know, this time, obviously, we're doing Automata 1 and 2. Um, and two of those songs we've never played before. Sweet. Now, so, I know a lot of people, cool. you know, have been asking online, you know, I'm, I'm all in the Discord, you know, BT Bam family out there. You know, sometimes they can be harsh on in the comments in the past. Shout out to Papa Crip, who's the king, by the way. He's the moderator on Reddit. But um, I'm all over the Discord. I'm all over the Reddit. You know, I see what people are talking about. And everybody's pumped. And they're wondering, like, are you doing both records both nights? Or is it one on Friday, two on Saturday? Yeah, we're doing both. Both. I mean, it was written and recorded as one. It got split up after. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're doing one and two both nights. That's awesome. Because um, you know, it's only it'd be like an EP per night if it wasn't the full thing. Right. Um. You know, I'm sure it's going to be very relaxed, and we're just going to be jamming the tunes. You know, I don't. Um, not going to be getting buck wild. Like, yeah, we're not going to put like a ton of pressure on ourselves. I'm about to make y'all full screen. 
Full screen. Um, I don't know why I didn't do that already. Executive um, decision now. Yeah. And scene. Um, yeah, man, it's it'll be chill. You know, we we're we're used to it. We're comfortable. Um, be nice just to be in a room together and yeah. play some music, man. I mean, Jesus, this is the longest I all of us have been home in. I mean, me personally, I haven't been home this long since I was 17. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've been, our last show was a year ago, man. That's crazy. I, it's just wild. I, I mean, I don't really know how we've survived, you know, just, just sitting around all the time. It's just not what we're used to, you know? Well, Dude, that's, yeah. that's awesome. I'm sorry. I just like, I, to me, I think it's really cool that you get to play with your bros and be with your bros because I'm I, when I go into work every day, like we, because of like COVID protocols and stuff, like I'm locked in the office for like anywhere from eight to 12, 13 hours a day. And like, I just saw one of my coworkers and I hadn't seen him in seven months yesterday. And like, I like lost my shit in the hallway because like we got these contact tracers and you can't be within like six or seven, you know, feet of anybody because otherwise you'll get a call from like big brother and they'll be like, look, dude, what the hell were you doing? So like, yeah. you know, I saw one person. I like, saw one person. And six feet is I like lost. within Daryl's wingspan too, by the dude, way. Like, and that, and yeah. that's the thing. Is like you, can't, you can't like, you can't fist bump. You can't high five. You can't do any of that. Like you got, you got to play it safe. But like, I, I literally almost had like, a, a, a happy seizure when I saw somebody and then yeah. I like ran to my room like a fucking toddler. Cause I was super happy about it. So to be like with your bros and like, like I, like, I just, that that's cool to me, man. Like it really is. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're stoked, man. Like I said, it's, it's just, it's weird being away from each other that long. I mean, at this point we've spent more time around each other than we, than we have with our families. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just a weird, it's, it's a, a whole different dynamic. Feeling. Yeah. It's bizarre, man. I'm ready. You know, COVID needs to fuck off already. It's you know, <laughs> yeah. been going on long enough. You know, there's, well, you're seeing a lot of scenes are rolling out. You know, I, I, I'm seeing a lot of shit online about, you know, like Texas just took their shirts off. They're partying out there. Budweiser's going ham. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see what the hell is going to happen there. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. kind of wild. But, you know, I'm seeing stuff in California. They're, they're saying, like, movie theaters could open up uh, by in the next few weeks. Um, I saw another article saying that um, certain venues and certain uh, musical situations will be happening in California. Nashville, people have been playing pretty much all year just at small capacity. Like in, like in Nashville, you go into a bar and there's bands playing, but now – the dude, they're open till one, and I'm not. I don't really think they have capacity, um, you know, restrictions or whatever. I, I don't really go out, so I don't know. But um, it's just. It seems like we're getting closer and closer and closer Absolutely. and closer. You know. So. See what I think they're gonna do is, you know, these bands that maybe were playing theaters are going to go kind of back to like the club size where they're going to space them out and charge crazy money because they can only have a certain, like that that's going to be 
what I think a lot of the like the you know the Live Nation Ticketmaster evil geniuses are going to try and pull off is just okay limit the capacity just increase the you know make it more intimate experience sell it as like it's this intimate you know oh you don't normally see tool in a club you know and that'll be eight hundred dollars yeah i mean i'm sure a lot of these festivals will just be you know huge ass bands um but you know obviously playing a eighteen thousand seat outdoor amphitheater is probably much it's probably safer being outside than being in a 2000% yeah. club. Um, you would think that should be so, like the first thing is like the tweeter center or whatever the hell it's called down in Camden now. Yeah. I mean, you know, our tour, the evening lift tour that was, you know, scheduled for last May, whenever that happens, all tickets will be honored. They were already bought. And, you know, there's a, a lot of those shows were sold out. So, yeah. um, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't have any sort of information. Um, I'm just hoping it's not a nightmare. Um, we just want to play some fucking tunes, man. Yeah. For people. Yep. You know, we want to see faces be on stage, man. You know, I, I don't know at this point. I mean, Jesus Christ, I feel like we, everybody's got PTSD. I mean, shit. I walk into a restaurant to pick up food and there's a bunch of people in there. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's definitely had a psychological effect on everyone. Um, you know, there's either people that don't give a fuck and they think it's fake, or there's people that are super isolated and careful, or there's people that are kind of just like in the middle yeah. and they they get both sides. But um, well, that's the problem is that everything has gotten so charged <laughs> and you can't even it's difficult to have a, like a reasonable conversation about it. And it's funny you bring that up because we're actually in, in the next couple of weeks here, we're going to have uh, a doctor from the Mayo clinic is, is coming on the podcast to talk to us about COVID and, you know, some of the, the, the things that are going on with it. And, um, and it's, and it's like you said, like there's gotta be a happy medium of, of the information and, and what the real <clears throat> situation is, you know? And, well, um, it'd be nice if it'd be nice if like you could cut on the TV and get real information, but that's not no, right. an option. You know, the media are a bunch of clowns, and you, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, you can't really, I, you don't know what's true or not. You know what I mean? Like, yes, COVID is real. My mom just almost died. You know, she was hospitalized, had double pneumonia, and you know, thank God for the antibody infusion or whatever they did to her but you know she's still on oxygen for like months dude you know she's got like tanks in her house you know my dad had it my grandpa had it he was hospitalized all at the same time shit um my brother and his wife had it <clears throat> so you know it's real it's not made up it's very serious Absolutely. and people are fucking sick then there's some people that aren't very sick so you know science doesn't even understand what's going on yet. I got doctor friends and they're like, man, it doesn't make any sense. We're zipping up body bags with people in their twenties. It's not just old people. Like it doesn't make sense. We're sitting there scratching our heads. Like what in the hell is going on? Right. So, and then if you even, if you even try to have a conversation and we even have to be careful cause this will be on YouTube. But if you even try to just say, like, well, what about the other factors that played into it? It's like, no, 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 you, we, we're not talking about that. It's like, well, uh, but maybe 
like like the Florida approach seems to be like, well, we trust you to make a reasonable decision for yourself, you know, and I think that's can you trust can you trust humans to make reasonable decisions nowadays? <laughs> Generally, no, but I know I can, can trust you? I can trust myself to make a reasonable decision. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, I can and, trust myself as well. But. Right. So, and that's the whole yep. thing is like, so are we gonna are we gonna say like the majority that that can you know put our shoes on and you know go to work and be careful, you know, not to. And I think that's where we get to this point where a lot of people like. I mean, I'm, I've been going into work, you know, for a long time now, and I see a lot of cars commuting into work every day, the same cars. So I know a lot of people are, are feel like they're back, and that's, that's why it's starting to feel unfair to industries like, you know, performers, entertainers, just entertainment in general, that, it, that certain things are being allowed, but other things aren't, you know. Um, so we'll, well see. Well, you know, like I said, man, the, the vaccines are rolling out. <clears throat> if if I have to get a shot to go back to work and be safe, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Fine. I would gladly do it. Um, I just want everyone, I want to be able to play shows and I want everyone that's coming to be safe. And I want my guys and myself to be safe. So whatever we have yeah. to do to be responsible adults is fine. It's great. Um, you know, it's just, but you know, I mean, Nobody but, really knows what's right or wrong, you know? Right. You just have to, I feel like the important thing is, you know, is just to have respect for the person next to you. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to live your life, regardless of what you're talking about. What issue you're talking about. As long as you are a, a decent human and you give a shit about those people over there and those people over there, everything will probably work out all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Responsibility, so, man. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, we're all, you know, we're all adults here. So, um, yeah, man, you know, I don't, I, I, I stay out of that. I don't really post about anything. You know, I don't really want to, I don't care enough to argue with anybody. Right. I just, I, I just want to, I want to be, I want everyone to be happy and I want to be happy and I want everyone to be safe and I want to be safe. And, uh, you know, Hopefully it will happen sooner than later. I think. What else can you say? I think we're yeah exactly. I think we're well on our way towards it, and you know a a lot of it is also going to be people's attitudes and how they behave. You know, Um, I was saying on this on this pod here a couple months ago. You know, twenty twenty one when the calendar flips over, it's not just going to magically erase all the problems of of twenty twenty. And like there was a lot of memes like, oh, it's you know it's over, and it's like, no man. We're all still the same people. It's still the same situation. And, you know, if we're not all doing better on a daily basis, you know, it doesn't, it's not going to add up to the, to the grand prize. And, you know, like what you're talking about here and what you've been doing lately, um, you know, working out, getting, getting healthy. I mean, you look, you look great. You look like you lost a lot of weight and, um, that's Stood. like, that's, that's just that building every day, consistent building, you know, the same way you learned how to shred. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I'm not getting any younger. You know, I found a few little grays in here. Shit. No, dude, I got no. some. I got some grays in here that are like outrageous. <laughs> I'm about to just name them each month. You know, this one's January. Dude. At least yours are like spread out in the middle. Like I got like this scar thing where like yeah, you, the right but that's part distinguished. is like. 
and then this is like all black. It's ridiculous. I think it's sick, dude. I think you it's gotta like put a... all your change in your left pocket like tin cup. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like oh, double man. notch your left shoe. No, no, it's just fucking that way. It, like it that way. It's all like kind of delineated and makes sense. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I just um, you get older, you know, especially when you're when you when you've traveled, you know as much as I have, um, it wears on your body and, you know, even the stuff you're eating, you know, what you're drinking, how you're living, the amount of sleep you're getting, like what you're, what you put your body through, that shit will catch up to you one day, man. Um, so, you know, I think there is little, you know, like a silver lining to all this situation. Cause I've experienced a lot of change in my life over this, you know, I've had time, to really think and, and put a lot of focus on myself and getting healthy. Um, which may not have happened if, if life never slowed down, man, you know what I mean? And, uh, I feel better, you know, obviously I want to, I want to be playing music, but I feel better mentally and physically than I probably ever have. Um, you know, just keeping my side of the street clean, man, you know? And, I, you know, being home this long has given me that opportunity, you know. I've met a lot of like-minded people that live like I do um, that are also musicians. Um, and it's, you know, it's been cool. I get to hear their experience and, you know, how long they've been doing this and, like, the change they've experienced and whatnot. And it's really inspiring, man. So I kind of got a a fire under my ass to just be the best I can possibly be in every way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Just no more, yeah. no more bullshit, no more, uh, being irresponsible, even with shit I eat, you know, I can't have no more pie, you know, no more can't be pie. fucking with, can't be fucking with French fries. Oh, it sucks, man. But Hey, I'm trying to get real old. Trying to still be hanging out playing guitar when I'm real old. So, yeah, like look at Steve Howe. He's fucking still ripping it. He's like ninety. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah. You can do it. I don't you're, know such a, you're doing it though, right now, man. You fucking jacked right now, dude. Shit. I'm trying to. What, I'm trying so, to, man. It takes so, a while to to reverse all the damage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. What have you been doing to work out? Like, what's your what's your routine been? Uh, my best my best friend, uh, Mike Rossi. You can actually see this dude on a uh, million dollar listings. He we grew up together in um, in Clemens, North Carolina, and he's been out in Hollywood for probably 13, 14 years now. And uh, he's a musician, actor, and um, he's a man. He's cranked, just barely has any body fat, super, super healthy guy. And, um, he's come out to Nashville a few times, um, in the last year and he shared his workout program with me. So I have like a Monday through Friday regiment. That's every body part, um, every body part, every, every muscle group, you know, even the penis or whatever, but, um, <laughs> uh, Saturday, 
Saturday, I usually try to throw in some sort of boot camp workout that's just like, um, you know, high intensity, full body. Um, they usually have these things where you start on a treadmill for like 20 minutes and it's brutal because I hate running. And then the, the last 20, 25 minutes is kind of like on the floor with, with some weights, lots of core stuff that's real weird. That I never, I would have never been able to do this years ago with how my, my back injury was, but now I'm feeling real strong, man. And I don't really have a lot of pain anymore. Nice. Um, so it's, it's, it's just good, man. It feels, it feels good, you know, it feels Hell good yeah. to be active and to well, it's sweat. Good for your, yeah, it's good for your brain, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. You get that charge and then that carries over into other areas of your life. You know, I was just talking about it with Daryl, you know, drumming again and getting that kind of uh, like adrenaline pump that you get from, from playing music and realizing your passion kind of uh, like remembering it a little bit. Um, it, it does something in your brain that's different than like a normal, at least for me, that's that's still a little different than like a normal like workout energy. And it just kind of makes my, my creative part of my brain just fire up and, and, and get inspired. It's, and it's one of those things like, ah, why don't I do this all the time? You know, I think it's just hard to get started, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like when you haven't been physical for a long time, getting in the routine of doing it takes several weeks before something clicks in you and you're like, all right, I like this. I like how I feel. I like, I mean, I've never really liked the gym, man. You know, I grew up playing sports, but I was playing music all the time. By the time I was 16, 17, so I wasn't really playing anymore. And, um, but now, man, like I love to, I always start with a bunch of cardio, like 20, 30 minutes on the stairs at a pretty fast pace. And you're, you know, you're super sweaty. And then I go do my lifting, which makes you just as sweaty when you're doing it right. So by the time you leave, you just feel, you feel cleansed, man. Your mind feels good. You feel accomplished yep. and you go take that shower, you know, you just feel like a million dollars when you get dressed, man. Hell you know, yeah. um, I wish I'd have started doing this shit 10 years ago, but you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. they say. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that dude, that's great, man. And I, and I hope you keep, hope you keep pushing it and pushing the envelope. And like you said, man, that's the, that's like the journey that we're all on, you know, and that's, that's the cool thing about this, this podcast is that at one point or another, we're all helping each other kind of achieve that single goal, which is, you know, the best at what I'm doing and, and live in the best way that I can, you know, and, And, and sharing that with people and being open about it, you know, and being like, Hey, I'm, you know, we just had a conversation on the podcast that, that, uh, released last week with Chris Wilson and Naquan Lee about, um, you know, things clicking and, and then when you learn it, being able to share it with other people because you want them to do well too. And whether that's like a guitar technique or, a, you know, a, a a workout routine or, you know, just, just like, Hey man, read this book. It might, might said something off for you. That's what, that's what this whole thing's all about, man. Yeah. I mean, it goes, it goes even deeper, man. You know, um, when you're striving to, to just feel better and to, to live better, 
Um, it can go into all different aspects of your life, man. You know, my, my best friend, Mike, I was talking about, he's a sober dude and, um, he inspired me to go sober, you know, and, and I'm like six months with, uh, without drinking and stuff now. So, um, it just helps everything in my life. You know, it's helped my playing. It's helped my attention span, you know, depression, anxiety, um, fitness, you know, relationships with everybody, you know, being present and clear and, you know, with, with your family, with your, with your, uh, with your band, with, with anybody, man, with strangers, with just kind of more, um, you're more there just all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he, uh, he's been a very big inspiration to me in my life. Um, and he's really been the person that's kind of supported me and, um, kind of pushed me to, to try to see how far I can get, you know, like how far can I, can I push this for myself and how well can I do? Um, and yeah, man, life's, life's different. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually stoked to be able to tour again, living differently, you know? Yeah. Experience a whole different way. Yeah. Go to the gym every day before the show. Um, you know, obviously when you, when you, when you rock and roll for a long time, you're going to probably drink a lot. I did for a long time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we did for a, for a long time and, uh, and you know, whatever, man, it's, it's different for everybody. But, yeah. um, for me personally, um, I feel a lot better this way. So, you know, I had, I had my fun with all that. So, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, this was a this was a really really good move man and i've met a lot of awesome like-minded people and um some of which that are like you know musical heroes of mine that uh that also had the same thoughts and they were like fuck this i'm not gonna waste my time on this shit anymore and then their lives just you can see you know it's like you have a blanket over your head when you're just so engulfed in that lifestyle and boom it just comes off and you're like damn you can see everything so much clearer to you and you just kind of appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell's that guy doing? You know, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I'm just, I got a lot of gratitude nowadays for, for everything. So, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that, but yes, I'm healthy everywhere. That's great, man. That's really great to hear. I'm going to have to take some advice from you, man. I, like, how do you stay away from the French fries, bro? And the biscuits and all the cooks. I mean, like, how did, how did you do that? Cause like, I'm, I'm struggling with that, man. I, I was, I was talking to my buddy Mike today and, and he was, uh, you know, we're just kind of lamenting on the Dunlap syndrome. And it's how my, my belly is done lapped over my fucking waist. So like, you know, I, and it's not, it's not much cause I still do hit the gym occasionally, but like with COVID and then trying to be safe and then, not, you know, people. And even though like the capacity is down in the morning, but it's still like, uh, there's a lot more people in here than probably in this close quarters, East sport, LA fitness environment that I probably need. I shouldn't be around. And dude, it's, it's just crazy. And, you know, there's just a lot of good food in the world, man. And, you know, yeah. But you know, what's crazy, man, is, is you, you find out there is a, 
you can like eat a lot of good food that's not that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, um, I eat really well and you can eat a lot of it. Um, it's just, you know, heavy starches and stuff that's like super high in carb. You know, I eat a lot of vegetables. Yeah. Pretty much just like a meat and vegetable guy. Um, Dude, I've been, I've been, uh, I got a walk. My parents gave us a walk and I've been firing up the veggies lately. And it's like, it's crazy. And like, I, I said something stupid to my buddy. Like I ate a pear today and I'm like, man, when was the last time I had a fucking pear? Like this thing is good. Some yeah, good dude, shit I've in here. I've been, I've been like buying, uh, what are they? Fuji or Fiji apples? Are they Fuji? Fiji. Fiji. Fiji apples, man. I put them in the fridge and man, that's a tight ass snack. <laughs> yeah. You never, you never realized yeah. growing up, you know, it's like good. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, it's like, it's like with anything, man, when you eat a bunch of fast food and a bunch of fried shit, you're going to crave it all the time. When you eat a bunch of sugar and you drink a bunch of sugar, you're going to crave it all the time. When yeah. you stop doing it, you don't really crave it anymore. Right. You know, obviously if I'm somewhere and somebody's got some seasoned French fries or like, you know, a seasoned curly, you know, mm. what, you know what really fucks me up is those barstool pizza reviews. That shit. Well, dude, now that he's in Philly, so bomb. now that he's in Philly, a lot of the places he goes, I'm like, oh, that's, I know exactly where that is. Like, oh, just fucking go get it a fucking meatball so sub. good though. Like yeah. I, I had to stop watching them because I was he's like, man. When we were recording, I was watching so many of them, and I was like, "Man, I've got to eat some pizza." Dude, and there's this there's this vegan place in Winston that the guys always go to, mozzarella fellas, and um, I got like a healthier pizza there. I think it was even cauliflower crust. Oh uh, yeah, it was good though, man. It was it was really really good, and it kind of satisfied me. But um, out here we got a chain called Jets Pizza in Nashville. And they have a cauliflower crust pizza that is ridiculous. Yeah. It's so good. See, I tried that cauliflower crust, but like my, my, my wife is a chef and she was like, well, if you want to start eating a little bit healthier, let me try some different, cause I love pizza. That's my favorite food pizza ever. Pizza is the bomb, man. And she tried it with the cauliflower crust and I was just like, babe, you're great, but it's just not the same. You know? You just gotta, you gotta go to like a, you know, not to discredit her skills or anything but I, you know it's just, I've heard a lot of people say that but you gotta find like a pizza chain that has perfected it and it's crispy it's not yeah, like that's floppy. the thing dude. yeah that's you get that thing. like it's undercooked yeah. Like, yeah see that that's the thing that's the problem that's why you don't like it because the the one here I've had a few and the one here how do I even describe it you know how when you're growing up and you'd get Pizza Hut and yeah. you would get the you would get the like Dude, the, the square the one. Right, right, right. It was, right, almost, right. It was like crispy but spongy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's how this is. So it's like a thin See. crust. Yeah, I need but that. It's, it's crispy, um, and it's bomb. Yeah, and it's not super not terrible pizza. for you. I even had a pizza. This I can't remember the brand, but they make a low carb cheese pizza, and the bread is like. The crust is made out of chicken. It sounds bizarre. What? It sounds bizarre. It's like really. The, the, it's made out of chicken. Yeah, like the crust is just like a really thin ch chicken. Um, sounds, but it's like that's that's it's crazy super, talk right there. 
Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, I didn't even realize. I thought it was cauliflower, and I was eating it, and I was like, Something I was like, this is good, but what is this? And <laughs> what is then this? I looked at the box, eating? and it was like chicken crust cheese pizza. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's well, like when KFC did that double down for a while, and it's like a chicken sandwich with a, instead of buns, it was just like two pieces of fried chicken with then like 10 pieces of bacon in the middle of it, and you just. Oh, my God. It was awesome. Or the donut burger. Yeah. You know, it's like a burger with donuts for bread. It's like, I mean, how, how long burger? are you oh, yeah. trying to live? What? Just long enough. You know? I didn't even know it was a donut burger. Oh, yeah. Where is this at? I've tasted it. I tasted it somewhere on tour years ago. I mean, you know, whatever. Like, one bite, you're like, interesting. Two bites, <laughs> you're like, I need a wheelchair. <laughs> you know? Duck donuts is, uh, they're like taking over. You, you go and <laughs> you get like your custom, you know, $16 dozen donuts and um they make like a donut breakfast sandwich you can get like a it's like two donuts with like a fucking egg and cheese sausage in there is it good or is it just like i don't know but i'm willing to try it i'll find out and let you know i feel like that's overwhelming even for me they made a they they built one of those right by where blake lives dude Um, i bet he's lighting that thing up i don't know i think i think blake's been uh i think he's been on a health kick too um because, I mean, shit, to play drums like he does, you probably got to be kind of healthy, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, that'll Hell keep yeah. you in shape, too. Yeah, but um, I know my sister's. My sister went there. I've never, I've never had those, but my sister said they're really good. Yeah, it's a good time. I highly yeah. recommend it. Highly recommend the Duck Donuts. Um, that's great, man. So a couple more things I wanted to ask you about the, the, the stream before I, you know, completely forget. Um, what are you guys doing? You were talking about people having a good time and being stoked on it. And one of the things I know people were really engaged in the, the Q and a, and you guys were kind of doing the, like the walkthrough of the, the colors recordings and things like that. Um, are you guys doing anything like that? Like, what, what are you guys doing as far as like giveaways? I know, I know people are curious about that. Like what's, what, what kind of stuff do you have planned for the, uh, automata stream here this weekend on Twitch? Um, they, there are some some giveaways. Um, they're kind of being advertised, um, you know, very slowly. Um, there will be some cool some cool things you can win. You know, like I think we've we've already advertised the Automata banner, and there there was something else I can't remember. But we have we have a few more packages that are going to be super dope. Um, some of our gear companies have helped out. Um, and I, we are going to have a discussion, uh, I think Saturday after the second stream, like a nighttime kind of automata breakdown, hang out and talk, answer some questions and whatnot. I don't know how much like the colors one it'll be. Um, but I'm sure, you know, anything anyone wants to ask, we'll, we'll be able to answer obviously, but, um, I'm probably the worst one to ask because all I've been doing is practicing these damn songs. <laughs> you know, so what's uh, the one that, that can remember songs and parts for like years and years, but I just, I maxed out my brain so much for the new album that I had to go back and relearn some of this stuff. I was just like, it's like you have to take and put it on the shelf. Yeah, man. I was just yeah. like, what in the hell? How did I forget that part? What is that? You know, then you just go on YouTube and find an army of, tweens that are playing it and you're like oh that's how i did it 
we got we got we got tab files for pretty much everything so i'll just kind of go in and be like oh okay i got it that's good you get your own little library there so what time uh you know this friday and saturday on twitch on on the uh, between the barry me official twitch what uh, what time is the action starting there um I wasn't prepared for this question, so I'm going to look on the main page right now. <laughs> um, let's see. The reason I'm asking you is because, honestly, I looked and I couldn't find it. <laughs> March, 19th, uh, March 19th and 20th are the streams. Um, why don't we have this information? Time. It's called 7 p.m. Eastern. It? If everybody's at their television or mobile device at 7 p.m. Eastern, I think there's a 98% chance you will catch the entire stream. Well, I think the, the Saturday one is going to be earlier, like in the afternoon. I think Friday is going to be Friday night, and then it's going to be Saturday early afternoon for the performance, and then Saturday night will be the, the Q&A breakdown. That's I should awesome. have this information. I don't know why I don't have this information. Um, well, we got we got time. We'll 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 splice it in. Daryl can make a little oh, here we go. a little graphic it. that goes boom. over that says boom. I got it. So Friday is at eight p.m. Eastern. Right there. Saturday Darryl. is three p.m. Eastern, and then the in-depth mm-hmm. discussion is Saturday at eight p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Love it. Perfect. Now we got it all nailed. Um, and I gave you all the um, I gave you all the visual cues <laughs> there for you to put the graphic in. Bubbly. Is that one of those uh like stevia seltzers? No, nah, it's just zero calorie, zero everything, soda water. This <clears throat> one, all right. Normally, like if you go get like a, a Perrier lime. It tastes like some shit that would kill some weeds in your driveway. Yeah, I'm not a big fan but of that. This one, the 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 bubbly, kind of tastes like Sprite. Nice. I love Sprite. It's Daryl's a Sprite yeah. guy. Yeah, that's my that's my Sprite, deal. Sprite's too sweet for me, but this one, I don't know, man. I think I'm just like used to drinking this shit, but it's real good. I like the blackberry one too. Yeah. I'm on it. But I think the best brand of soda water, because I drink this shit like it's going out of style. The AHA brand is like the most crisp. And they got all these like weird, weird flavor combos. Um, I see some of them like pineapple jalapeno. I'm like, what the fuck? Who's drinking this? They got like a cherry coffee one that sounds like it it would be nasty, but it's bomb. They got like a watermelon something. I don't know. They a blueberry uh what the hell was that one? I don't know. I'm I I can't remember fucking anything. But um Yeah, uh, those are probably the best ones. I drink this shit all day, every day. Love it. I'm getting some uh uh-huh. You're well hydrated, man. Out, yeah. You know, clear pee is what you want. Clear pee but, um, is my pee. <laughs> There's no mind. Clear pee is pee for me. Something like that. That's great, man. So, yeah. Dusty, where's where's the best, you know, what are the social media plugs? What's the best way to keep up with you if uh, somebody listening to this has uh, no idea, but now they just they need more of you? What, what's the best place to keep up with you? you? You can find BT Bam Official on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram under my name, Dusty Waring. 
Um, that's with an IE, not a Y. Everybody misspells the shit out of that. Um, I don't, you know, I started an artist page on Facebook, but I literally haven't done anything with it because it just it seems too exhausting to have a million different social media outlets. It is exhausting. Obviously, I have a, I have a Twitter. Um, I think it's Dusty BT Bam, but I don't, you know, I pretty much just look at boxing, boxing <laughs> Twitter when, when fights happen. I don't really say anything cool. Um, but yeah, Instagram is my main, my main plug. Um, do a lot of work on there, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I got these sitting here cause, uh, I got these for a buddy of mine and he still hadn't come to get them. Sorry, fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these are my new pickups. Oh, and, tell us about those. Yeah, these are the, the Gen 2 Tomahawks. We did a, a version 2 of my original pickup that is the bomb. And uh, these ones are gold. I've actually never seen them in gold. Yeah, I was just going to say, I haven't seen I haven't seen a gold cover. It looks sweet. Just put that on the purple, the, oh, the wearing bird. Lefty Les Paul. He's going to throw those in. It's got a gold hardware. Should be cool. Oh, that'll be nice. I used to have a white Les Paul with uh, Alpine white with gold hardware. One of my faves. I got another question right right before we get out. And I don't want to keep you too long, but you said that you've been watching some TV series, and I'm I'm inkling for some TV series. Man. Yeah, you I know, need great, that's great callback, Daryl. Thank you for Boom. that. Hit me. All right, so since I've been home, I've watched about 690 different ones. So nice. Um, I watched Fargo. Oh, great the show! Series intense. Series uh, intense, right? Season one is the best in my eyes by far. Season two is good, but it takes a while. Mm -hmm. Season three was bizarre. Yeah. Season four was super bizarre, but like ended and you're like, oh, <laughs> it, it's it's bizarre how different every season is, but is is I've the fourth one the one, one? What's the new one? Is that the fourth? I haven't watched the newest one yet. Yeah, the fourth one's with Chris Rock. Is it as emotionally um, devastating as some of the earlier ones? Because that's kind of why I've been avoiding it. That's a kind of yeah, kind of. My thing with season four is like, if you're gonna get some tough dude to play a gangster. Why the fuck did you get Chris Rock? Mm. I mean, his his even his his voice isn't intimidating. You know what I mean? He's got kind of like a really high registered voice, and yeah. even when he looks mean, he doesn't look mean. So that was, I think, I don't know, I think it was like poor casting on their part. But um, so I watched all the Fargo's. Really enjoyed season one. Um, I have watched. Uh, look, I'm about to break out my Prime account so I don't miss anything. Yeah, Do light it. it up. Light it up. Do it. I see. I've been watching Ancient Aliens on uh, Hulu. That's pretty good. <laughs> I watch a lot of murder docs because I like Criminal Psych. Like, Dude, watched, my, uh, my wife loves Night that Stalker. So. Yeah, I've been hearing about that. Night Stalker was good. Yeah. That guy's metal as shit. Um, I watched Murder in the Bayou. That was pretty pretty wild. Okay, okay. Um, I went back and watched Party Down again because that show is so great. Um, 
Let's see. What was that one? I watched the show with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. What is that called? The um, well, I don't even know what that's about. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. That just sounds like a great combination. It's where the Hugh Grant. Undoing. He's like a dickhead, right? He he's pl- plays like a bad guy. Yeah, and there's a there's a girl in that show I'm in love with. This Italian actress, I can't remember her name, um, but yeah, I'm in love with her now. Um, what was the name of that one? I, I didn't get it. The Undoing. Okay, The Undoing. Daryl's in. It's pretty good. And then I watched, um, what was that one called? City on a Hill. I heard about that one. It's, uh, you know, it's like your typical Boston thing, but it's it's kind of shot more like, I don't know. It, it was different. It wasn't like you were watching like a, something like Fargo, you know, it was, it was more like law and order type, you know, um, just like the, the mood of it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like more like something you'd see on normal TV. It was all right. Um, let's think what else have I watched? Getting the goods right now. I know. I, I knew I was going to space. You got prime remember. man. You, you should check out Steven Seagal's Lawman. That's a good one. Um, that's when he was a cop. It's like a cop's, with Steven Seagal, that's really good. <laughs> really good. There's no way I'm watching that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve. Yeah, um, big Steve. You know what's crazy? I've, I've probably watched Rescue Me start to finish like 600 times. That's a good show. That one, that one's still pretty funny. It's still kind of... Dennis Leary's great, man. Kind of holds up. Yeah, I... Um, I watched that Patrice O'Neill. Oh, how was that? The one Bill Burr did. It was amazing. I love. I I saw Patrice. Funny. I got. I had a chance to see Patrice. The years, you know, obviously, uh, rest in peace. But yeah, dude, he's one of the all-time greats. Yeah, he was so he was so natural, man. Just just amazing. I've been listening to the. uh, I do a lot of podcasts. Like listen to a lot of podcasts. The new Bill Burr just started doing one with Verzi. Anything better? That's pretty good because they just talk sports all the time mm-hmm. and they talk about stories like traveling together when when Bill gets mad at people starts just cutting people. <laughs> um, um, seeing if there's anything else I see. I keep hearing about that WandaVision. People Yo, WandaVision's great. It's it's at first you're like, why the fuck am I watching that's, this? That's like my buddy said. Like, WandaVision. Yeah. yeah. What is that about? It, I can't even explain it to you. It's it's a Marvel show on Disney Plus. It's worth it. Get through the first like it, the fourth episode. After the fourth episode, you're like, okay, here we go. It's just, but and then it's and then in hindsight, it's great, and you'll want to go back and watch watch it again. But it's um yeah it's. That's my buddy. So he said the first two episodes are like, you're like, what the hell is going on? I'm but wasting my that, time. You're, like, yeah, you're, you're starting to in. get angry about halfway through the second episode. I, yeah. Angry you're wasting your time. Yeah. That's I've been what he watching said. some Last Chance You. Have y'all watched that? Oh, dude. Have I watched it? And then also they fucking <laughs> got like all the Emmys and we didn't after fucking Hard Knocks. So, yeah. I always watch Hard Knocks. I love Hard Knocks. Always. Well, Dusty, my man, it's been great catching up with you, my brother. Um, always good to see you. So glad you're doing well. You're you're you're, you're healthy. You look good. Um, yeah. I can't wait to you know check out the stream this weekend on the on the 19th and the 20th, and the Q and A and all the uh, all the excitement that comes along with it. And I know the fans, the BT Bam faithful, um, 
you know, they're so they're they're overwhelming and positive and, and a lot of fun and uh, they're all excited for this too. So um, keep up the great work, man. Yeah, man, it's great to see you guys again. Uh, I look forward to being able to hang in person. Oh yeah. DC, right. you promised me a you promised me a big ass hug whenever you already know what it is, Dusty. That's what's happening. And That's I right. got to hit you up with some uh, some uh, I need some cardio fucking workouts, man. Yeah, we can all just we'll all just run around the uh, South Street together. It'll be a great time. It'll be quite a be quite a visual. Be quite a visual. <laughs> yeah, man. Whenever awesome. we get up there again, we could uh, depending on what your work schedule is, I'd love to go do a workout pre-show. 